podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Episode 6 of FML FPL. I'm Alon. I'm Walsh. This week we'll be covering a user-submitted Rate My Team, a new segment called What the Fuck Happened Last Week, Captains and Clean Cheats for Game Week 4, and then Our Teams. And before we start, I just want to say that we now have a Twitter. It's FML FPL, one word. Follow us, tweet at us, freak out, etc. And let's get started. Yeah, so we'll get right into the Rate My Team. Uh, Rate My Team this week is from Anton from Sweden. Yes. Um, He's got McCarthy and Schmeichel at goalkeeper, and his defenders are uh, Winston Reed, Darmian, Kolarov, Joe Gomez, and Michael Richards. What do you think about that? I mean, McCarthy, Schmeichel, I like the cheapness of it. Um, I don't know how safe McCarthy is for the season going forward, but Schmeichel's fine to ride. Yeah. Um, the defense is really good, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of West Ham's poor performance this week, I mean, his Darmian and Kolarov look great, Gomez looks great, Richards is perfectly fine. Yeah, Richards is defender. solid, and honestly, Winston Reed almost had a goal this week and was disallowed, so, like, that's positive, at least. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing to do, like, you really don't need to touch that, it's just good, and just keep it for the time being. Yeah, and it's nice and cheap, too. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Uh, so midfield, he's got Coutinho, Ayu from Swansea, Paye, Alexis, and Tadic. Yeah, I mean, again, I like it. Um, obviously, I love Alexis. Ayu's been good. Paye's been solid. Um, Tadic is the big, like, warning sign because Komen just clearly hates him <laughs> and wants yeah. nothing to do with him, and he didn't even play. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with Tadic is he didn't fucking play last week. He got actual zero minutes, and you're paying 6.9 mm-hmm. for him now after he dropped. You just can't withstand that. And, I mean, him not having a 4.5, obviously he's going 3.52 in some some way, but Tadic has to go. Yeah. It's That's the glaring thing for me looking at the he's midfield. The, he's the obvious move. And you know what, Coutinho, i got to, like, track track back to when we did our Liverpool preview, and we kind of both agreed that he's too expensive and he won't return, but... I gotta say, like, playing yeah. with a target man, he's shooting so fucking much, and he's in the box so much that, like, he might actually be worth his worth his uh, value this year. I, I don't know. I'm still not there with him. I mean, he got the goal game week one and the bonus, a 10-pointer, and, I mean, he should have scored this past week. Check had that six save at the yeah. fingertips, but at eight, it's just, and we'll get to Liverpool attack later, but... They've played three games and they've scored two goals. So I don't know if I want to pay eight for the midfielder who's floating in and out of the shots in the box, et cetera, stats like that. So I, would, yeah, I wouldn't I just, mind losing Coutinho, especially when there's a Lord Riyad of Mares who's lurking and he doesn't own him. Yeah, but that's for Tadic. Yeah, I don't know. But if he does it wow. for Tadic, then what? He still has Coutinho. He still has a benching problem. You want to go 3-5-2 there? I don't know. So his forwards are Aguero, Gomes, and Zarate, who's ridiculously a fucking joke. So I'm looking at it's weird to have Zarate, but the reason he has Zarate is because he started game week two. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a little weird. But so this week he has one free. To me, I'm looking at the team and the defense and goalies wouldn't even consider making a move. But Coutinho, Tadic, and Zarate have to go. Um, 
Tadic is obviously maybe not going to start again in the near future. He's probably the most the worst thing ever. But Zarate right now is like five six. You can get rid of him for Callum Wilson or Dini or you know one of those five five guys who's hot right now. Yeah. And then you can maybe do a hit. Even dude. Defoe. Oh fuck off with Defoe, dude! Are you kidding me over dude. like Callum? No, not over Callum. But I'm just throwing names out there. You uh, throw out yeah. Dini. Defoe, yeah, you're but right. Defoe's been scoring, so. He actually had a hat-trick today in their stupid cup game against, like, the worst team ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I don't know. I think I think I would probably just do the Zarate move now, probably for Callum. I mean, Callum's his price is exploding, and he had a lot of touches in the box and shots in the box last week, obviously the hat-trick. And Bournemouth attack looked great. So I would mm-hmm. probably just do the one Zarate for him in, bench Tadic, and then next week maybe take a hit or something, but Tadic has to go to a 4.5, and then you could change Coutinho to, like, Silva or someone. Yep. Yeah. But... I mean, it's pretty simple because he's in a good spot. Like, the rank is all fucked up because he started game week two. It's kind of irrelevant right now, but, like, he has a lot of really, really good players, Yeah. and the best thing is to just solve the glaring problem of Zarate get a forward in because forwards are the best. Yeah. And then next week you'll figure it out. I mean, maybe Tadic is back in the lineup and he gets you two assists. Like, yeah, probably not. Probably we'll not. See. I think, Leah, I mean, ideally I'm looking at it like between Zarate, Tadic, and Coutinho. If you could turn that into Callum Wilson, a 4-5, and Silva, I would be very happy. Yeah, that's yeah. great. All right, that's so yeah, Anton, hope this is helpful. Um, we're, as we said, we're going to cut the RMTs a little shorter. Some uh, listeners have been complaining about the length of that. We're going to try and... (laughs) Going too crazy. Yeah, we're going to try and transition into just general things we saw the past game week that are talking points or important things. So, yeah, let's start. Uh, So, first thing I think we'd like to cover is how to deal with price drops. It seems like... this is what the fuck happened, by the way. Yeah, this is the what the fuck happened last week. We're basically (laughs) going to just talk about whatever we think is too insane or what we want to cover this week moving forward and our reactions and uh, just the games from the weekend. But yes. ultimately, the price drops have been absolutely nuts. Like, they've, everyone is dropping point one. If you don't return two weeks, you drop point one. It seems like, I don't know if it's because there are more, more people playing the game that know what they're doing or, or what, or the algorithm's different, but players like Hazard and, you know, Ivanovic, who normally are big names, Rooney, Kane, they've blanked a couple of times, they're dropping. How do you deal with that? A lot of people on FFS that I'm seeing, they're just really panicking. They're either transferring out healthy fit players for other healthy fit players at the expense of hits, or they're just mm-hmm. wildcarding. What do you think about that, Alon? Man, to be honest, I haven't probably thought enough about it because I have some dropping players of my own. It is a mindfuck. I mean, it seems like... To me, what might be happening is that the wild cards are actually affecting um, the price, price rises yeah. and falls this year as they yeah. weren't in previous years because that that's the only way you can explain like Hazard getting an assist and still dropping in yeah. price. And I mean, Otherwise, someone like, like Jermaine yeah. Lenz had an assist the first three games and he just dropped in price to 6.4. So, yeah. I, I mean, there are players that were highly owned in the budgetary arenas like Coates drop 0.1 which is understandable because mm-hmm. they've been horrible but the yeah. fact that people are actually spending transfers out on their fourth or fifth defender to the point where he drops 0.1 seems extreme to me 
Yeah, um, very much. So, I mean, those are the kinds of things that I'm seeing a lot of teams are looking at losing point one here, point one there, and they're panicking and taking a hit to get rid of that player. I think it's like a really bad overreaction where you're losing someone like a Coates for a hit when you're realistically not going to start that player anyway. Um, mm-hmm. just to get someone else in so that you don't lose point one. Team value is important. Like, don't get me wrong. Definitely. You want to have team value after Christmas as high as it can be, but if you're taking point hits and you're transferring out players, like Rooney is an easier example because he looks like fucking dog shit and he's not doing anything, but players that are fit who, who have a good fixture, Mane, for example, he has a good fixture next week, he had a little hurt, whatever, things like this, yeah. but players like that who are dropping in price... Is that the most important thing to do when you have other problems or saving is better? Usually not. It's kind of the same thing we were talking about a couple weeks ago where how important saving the transfer is. If you take a point one here or there, I mean, you have Mares who's rising like fucking firecracker. You have other players like Aguero or Gomes or whomever who are rising, Kolarov. You're gonna, it's going to balance out. And then when you want to make those transfers in a few weeks, when fixtures turns to players like on Everton or Newcastle, they've also dropped point one because their fixtures suck and no one has them anymore. When the fixtures right. turn, you're gonna, it's going to be a 50-50. So, yeah, it's a really good point. It, se- it does seem like it's going both ways. Like There have been a lot of crazy price falls really, really quickly. But then everyone who's like... Even Zarate, like we just mentioned him in the Rate My Team, like he had one freak goal basically against Arsenal. Yeah. And then he went up point one. Yeah. Like that's yeah. undeserving. Yeah. And, you know, so the price rises might be going as quickly as the falls eventually. Like Mars is already at point five, Yaya is already at point three. Yeah. That yeah. it'll balance itself yeah. out. And you have to just, you know, overall but, consider the yeah. team first, the future first. Things that, things that yeah. Happen. It does really remind me of two seasons ago, though. And I remember there were so many triple risers each week. It was yeah. so volatile. And I it's really didn't be the like wild the card. Go ahead. It's got to be the wild card, that's all I'm saying. No, yeah, that's, that's fair, because last year it was noticeable how few price rises and falls there were, and yeah. a lot of people were obviously figured it out that when you wild card, the transfers in and out don't count. It, yeah, you, you, you're, you're probably right there nailing it, because a lot of people seem to have wild carded after game week two. Um, yeah, there were so many bad weeks. Game yeah. one and two were like so low scoring, especially a lot of yeah. the heavy guys. And yeah. Then, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So just in general, if your team, if you don't have a bunch of injuries, like red cards everywhere, I would just, re- like, again, relax. There are so many weeks left, 35 weeks left, and I know people are saying, well, you have to use your first wild card before game week 15 or whatever it is. When else am I going to use it? Well, it's not the best thing to use it to get out three fit players because they're dropping point one each for three fit mm-hmm. players who aren't dropping point one each when you're not really adju- like adjusting your team very much. So right, just right, don't right. get caught up in that. I have so many price drops that I have to make. I have to hit the wild card button, or I have to take a hit. It doesn't really matter that much. It's just point one. And again, there will always be different mid-priced options throughout the season on different teams that present themselves. So just got a cautionary. Just relax on that. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. All right. So uh, next, let's move on to uh, the other side of the coin. A bottom table team who have impressed so far. Watford, Watford defense in particular. They yeah, are, I haven't seen too much Watford. Give it to me. I mean, they're just two clean sheets off the bounce, and they're a promoted side. That's yep. nothing to sneeze at. Yep. There's not, there aren't a lot of 
clean sheets to be had so far in general besides a couple of the big teams. The mid-table teams, the bottom half teams haven't been really doing it. But, I mean, two nil-nils from Watford tells you what they're about this year. I feel like they're going to just try and grind out games, and they're they're organized and they're, they're structured and they're solid. The goalie had a bunch of points this week. A lot of points. Yeah. He got full bonus, I think. Yeah, and I, it's the kind of thing that moving forward when you're going to be hitting that wild card button, a Watford rotating either the, a goalie or a defender seems like a great investment to me. And they're not getting talked about a lot because they're probably they're just not sexy. But two clean sheets in three weeks is something from any team, let alone a promoted side when everyone's 4-5. So it's just something I wanted to mention. It seems like it's under the radar and not getting enough attention to me, but it looks like something worthwhile your investment. Yeah, definitely. And I also still see people um, looking around on like forums and stuff for like, who's the 4.0 defender that's going to start? The answer is none of yeah, them. Yeah, fuck off that with was the 4.0. Stop asking yeah, about it. Just get a 4.5. It's not that much more. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not that much more that you can get. Again, Watford is a great example. You can get 4.5s that are starting every single week with clean sheet potential. Yeah. Just deal with it. <laughs> you yeah. don't need a 4.0. Yeah. It's not the only way. Um, so next thing I wanted to talk, touch on was kind of strange. Arsenal, United, and Liverpool. United and Liverpool have played three games. They have three clean sheets, and they each have two goals between the two teams. Arsenal's yep. played three goals. They have one clean sheet. They also have, like, no goals. What the fuck is going on with those three teams? Yeah, I mean, I think they're all... They all have their own thing going on. I think United is obvious because it's like probably the biggest talking point in English football right now, which is that Wayne Rooney is not a striker anymore, maybe. And people are kind of just realizing that. And he kind of hasn't been a striker for a bit. But it was left unnoticed because the team was doing well or poorly. And he's always been the reliable captain up top. But Let me ask they you have something to buy a striker. Huh? Rooney's been like last year, the year before, he had like decent returns. He was hurt all the time. Do you think I every time I watch him this year and towards the end of last year when he was actually playing a striker, it doesn't seem like he can be a lone striker. But I feel like if That's, he's if it's a four four two or something and he's paired with the right player, that he'd be able to bang in because he's so fucking slow. It's yeah. so noticeable how fucking That's slow crazy. he is. He has he looks like Charlie no Adam. Yeah, no, worse, way worse. He yeah, looks like, like fucking, fucking Skirtle or fat fucking lard, yeah. Murdersacker. He's the sl- <laughs> he's so slow, but he can't like when the ball is in in their own half. He can't break. He can't do anything. He needs someone. I feel like to play off the shoulder or something. Do you think? If yeah, they and I mean, I me, think I, honestly, I that's why managers in the past two three years have deployed him either deep, where he doesn't have to utilize speed and he can just you know kind of like pass around and control the game there or play him right behind a striker yeah. where he'll get a little bit more space on goal and be, have time to shoot. And it just doesn't seem like with the focus from a defensive standpoint being on Rooney, he has the pace or the guile to find his own space and, you know, then yeah. put it in the net. So yeah. Either way, if, if you own Rooney, you got to fucking ship him out. Yeah, I mean, they need to buy a striker, yeah. like, crazy. Yeah, immediately. And Chikorito, I mean, he had that miss, like, he's just yeah. not, he's not a top four Premier League striker. He no. he needs to go to fucking Spain. I don't know why they keep, why they have him still. I know. Did you see Van Hall's uh, comments on Fellaini, though? No, I didn't. 
plan B. He kind of hinted at the fact of playing Fellaini up top. Mm. He was like, which would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, that gets my nipples tingling. (laughs) Yeah, he was like... Fellaini at 6'5", as a striker, would just be out of control. Out of control. He's a midfielder in the game. The way he did it in his, like, bumbling LVG way, I don't know the quote verbatim. Well, verbatim doesn't exist with LVG, but he was just like... Yeah, he could play as a number six, number eight, but I like him more as a number nine, number ten. So you know, we'll see. You know, he knows what's happening. So, dude, Fellaini's a real. You remember, I had Fellaini a little bit as a differential last year. He had a dong for me. It felt really good. I feel like he score his goal. I don't have it in front of me, but I feel like his goals per minute are good. Yeah, I'm sure it's good. The thing with Fellaini, when he scores, it feels like you're robbing the bank because he's so uncoordinatedly bad at everything. And he just gets into the box and elbows someone in the fucking head and then just heads a goal and with his afro and no one knows what's happening. And then he's running away. It's like Fellaini scored. It's amazing. It's so amazing. Okay. This is interesting. I haven't thought about this. We haven't even talked about this. This This is good. I'm into this. I really like this a lot. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because when he comes on as is, you know, he comes on late and they need a goal. Yeah. That's all he does anyway. Well, I mean, against Bruges, he came in, he scored in the stoppage time from the Depay. That's literally all he does when he comes in under Van Hall is he comes in. You know, Van Hall does not even remotely consider him a deep midfielder. <laughs> I don't no. think he's ever well, he's played so there He's so bad at that, so that he did one thing right. Yeah, he just comes in and he just hangs out in the box. He just headbutts and elbows people and usually wins the ball and gets a head on goal. Yeah. All right, so Fellaini is someone to keep an eye on because if, if he starts getting some starts, is Rooney, it's not working with Rooney. They have, again, yeah. two fucking goals in three games and they just blanked at Old Trafford to Newcastle. How much, does, how much does LVG regret giving Rooney captaincy? Ugh. I mean, he's just... That's he a nightmare. No, he had no choice. Like, he had to. I know, but that is a nightmare sitch. He probably wanted to give the captaincy to, like, some weird fuck. Blind. Like, yeah, Blind, exactly. He's Blind. You're the fucking ponytail. You're my captain. Blind just, like, soothingly plays him acoustic guitar every night oh, so he can sleep on Oh, my God. He's just eating granola bars. <laughs> Birkenstock. He has a closet Bir- full yeah. of like a oh, yeah, they're Sleeping in sleeping bags on the floor next to their five-star hotel beds. <laughs> that's all they're doing. They're fucking patting each other off. All right, let's go into the next big team that's sucking, which I know a lot about. Yeah. Sucking offensively is Liverpool. Yeah, so Liverpool, they look good yeah. against Arsenal, and the nil-nil was good, but again, they, they went to Stoke. They got a result. They were home against a fucking promoted team. They got a result, but they scored. They've scored two goals in in three games. That's bad. Very bad. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, two of the factors are away Stoke, away Arsenal, and how those fixtures went at the end of last season, and just Brendan coming full circle and realizing that he has to have a solid offensive. I mean, solid defensive team to actually pick up the required amount of points to finish top four, which is always the goal. Yeah. Um, so, of so course, he like, turns to an 18-year-old left back, doesn't sign anyone, like a junior. Dude, yeah. Gomez is a revelation. I mean, that's a perfect example, though. Like, Moreno is more skilled, faster, etc. basically better at everything except discipline. Dude, and Moreno had that, that run at the end of the... How, how uh, much did you think that was going to be a Spurs goal? 
I was standing up in the bar oh. on my lunch break at work. Yeah. Just being like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. He could have laid it off to Benteke. Yeah. He had a couple. He, he could have either popped it, it or he could Yeah. I just yeah. think it's 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 a combination. It's always a combination of things, but I think it's a combination of setting up more defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, we never have played a four-two-three-one mm-hmm. in the past three years. That was like not really an option. Once he found out that Gerrard and Henderson can't be the deep two, he just mm-hmm. abandoned ship on that. Mm-hmm. And then, so four-two-three-one naturally is just more defensive than anything else we had been playing the fa- past few seasons. Mm-hmm. There's that, and then it's also just a lot of new players. I think. I think like. Where we spent our money clearly this off season is goals, and those will come out of quality. Like, obviously Benteke, and also Firmino, who scores a lot of goals. And I just think it's a lot of new players. It's a new system for some of the existing players, and it's just going to take time to click. I thought Firmino for the majority of the game was MIA, just couldn't find himself. We were texting about that. I know while it was happening. And then the moments where he was actually participating, he set up what should have been a sitter for Benteke, and he set up another chance for someone else, I don't remember who, and he was really active. And it was like, okay, yeah, if he can get in and around the box, crossing, receiving crosses, he's six foot, then the goals will come. So I like it. I like, I like growing... I like setting up defensively and then getting the goals versus old Brendan teams, which is set up to score a fucking million goals and just don't give a shit about the defense at all. Yeah, I mean, you say that, but you also could be looking at it on the other side of the coin. You have two goals through three games and you have seven points. You could have had a 1-1, a 1-1, and a nil-nil and be sat on three points and given up two goals. So, I mean, it's... You know, it's close. I think the attack is... Yeah, but don't you think we would have set up differently if that had been the case? I don't think you can do that. We are where we are, so we set up that way. I think six points after the first two matches, then going at Arsenal, allowed us to be flexible and be like, okay, we're going to play Lucas, we're going to play Chan, and just be super defensive. No, that's that's fine. But overall, I mean, from an FPL standpoint, I mean, a lot of people have been tech, you and I included... He had mm-hmm. he fucked up that sitter. Uh, that was a good save by Czech, and he was you know he was around it again. But yeah, he's got a few good fixtures, so I'm gonna hold steady. But overall, Liverpool attack has not shown me anything to want to warrant investment, and I wouldn't be mm-hmm. looking at a Liverpool attacker. And if I had one other than Benteke, especially like Coutinho or one of the seven point mids, Milner, Hendo, you gotta get the fuck. They have to go. I mean, they don't look good. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned Coutinho earlier, and I feel differently than you, and I don't. I honestly don't think it's biased because he's taken that many shots. Okay. But Hendo Milner, yeah, they yeah. got to go. Hendo was lucky to even get an assist. They're both playing so deep. Yeah. They're just yeah. not involved offensively, yeah. really. But then at the same time, I mean, you're looking at their defenders. They have three cleans from three. I think mm-hmm. they are entering start-every-week territory. They, If you go to the Emirates, you keep a clean sheet like that, they can keep a clean sheet against anyone. You could really tighten up your defensive structure by looking at uh, Lovren. Maybe not Gomez still. He's still so young. I can't see him playing consistently throughout the year. But looking at a Lovren at a 5-0 and starting him every week, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah, I mean, especially here's the next four. Home West Ham, at United, home Norwich, home Villa. Yeah. I, that's great. But again, they that. just kept a clean at Emirates. If you keep a clean at Emirates, you can keep a clean anywhere. That's yep. what it takes for me to think of a player as a start-every-week type, and 
I think Liverpool defenders are there right now, and uh, I think Mignolet is a really good shout. I just I think yep. having a Liverpool defender is a good is a very good choice. It's wise. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to Chelsea. Well, the last one you brought up is Arsenal having trouble scoring. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, what their home scoring record recently has been really bad, and a mm. lot of people have one, if not two, Arsenal attackers. I think they're disjointed enough that you got to limit it to one, but it's still a lottery. I mean, I had Alexis. He hit the he hit the post that game, but Ozil again. He was really good against Palace. He was kind of disappeared this game. Cazorla's playing really deep. Ramsey scored this week. It was disallowed on that bullshit call. Yep. It's just tough. There are so many budget midfielder options firing. Yeah, it's hard it's, to reason one. Yeah, it's tough to have an eight five plus Arsenal midfielder when they're not firing at all, especially when City's firing. I'd rather have Sterling than uh, Bar Sanchez. I'd rather have Sterling than any of those Arsenal midfielders. And Sterling's yeah, only got one that. assist, just because they look better. I agree with that. Yeah, Alexis is obviously in a different class, but, yeah, you're hard-pressed to own Ramsey Cazorlozo right now. Yeah, I don't know. There are better options out there. All right, let's move on mm-hmm. to Chelsea. So they woke up. They scored a few goals. Uh, Pedro came in. He had a fucking double-digit haul. He looked good. Yep. I mean, he was taking some pressure off Hazard. Willian is still there being useless in attack, as always, because he fucking <laughs> sucks ass. But yeah. the real story for me with this game was Costa. I think Costa's going to just crack on. If he stays fit with, those, with the supply behind him, I, I have a feeling he's going to have a huge year. I'm, I'm trying to look at how I can get him in. Yeah, for me, Pedro's the big difference. I mean, playing at number 10, he's just... Like, Oscar's good at some things, but Pedro's good at everything offensively. He can dribble, he can beat a man, he's always got his head up looking for a pass, and he can score a goal. He's a, he's a legit threat. And I think it was pretty evident early that just the the amount of attention that he demanded freed up Costa, and the yeah. amount that he was looking for Costa's runs just ignited it even further. And, and I fully agree with you. It, it just seems like Costa's primed, Pedro's primed. I, I can't see him losing the number 10 to Oscar ever, uh, oh, really. Oh, no, no. I, I feel like they need to just get rid of... I, maybe this is the opportunity for Mourinho to actually get rid of Oscar, because I, think I feel will. like he's yeah. been keeping them back. He's a good player, but he's not... I don't yeah, think, I think he's he a number 10 on a title. Route. Like, he's going to a slightly lesser league, and he'll do his thing there and yeah, enjoy I, himself. But the other thing, I mean, looking at this is Pedro as an alternative to Hazard. Like, you have to be fucking crazy to spend $2 million extra for Hazard when you can get Pedro. Yeah. Pedro had the free roll. Hazard was very restricted to that left wing this past weekend watching. Yeah. Pedro was all over the pitch. He clearly had no, he had the David Silva responsibility of don't, you have no position. Just run wherever the fuck you want to go. Yeah, yeah. And totally. Hazard, Hazard was just like, he looked terrible again. It's I mean, really weird watching Hazard. Like, I almost feel like he's some special weapon that Mourinho just has in his pocket. And then when he really needs him, he's like, okay, Eden, go control the ball for 10 minutes by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, he just dribbles yeah. in circles and then yeah. lays it off to someone yeah. else. So, yeah, I mean, Chelsea attack, get rid of Hazard, as we've been saying for time in memoriam on this pod since we started. Costa looks a real option now. If you could afford Costa alongside Kuhn, that's very nice. It's Um, difficult, though. Yeah, it's difficult. Pedro also looks a very good chat. Chelsea defense still looks like shit, and if you have a Chelsea defender, probably best to get rid. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel lucky that Ivanovic is only on down point one because I still have him and I want to save my transfer, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, that as per goal, I, I don't even oh. know. But we were not going to talk about that. Uh, yeah, next, we can't talk about that. Yeah. And the Coutois fucking penalty save. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of, I mean, of he, had, course. He, had the, he had the blank last week, so of course they're going to give up a couple and he's going to get a pen save this week. That's how the world works. Ah. It favors those who have Tebow. Man City, uh, big signing since our last pod. They got Otamendi in. What the fuck is happening with Mangala and and company? It's so bizarre, right? Yeah, I I mean, I feel like they've been trying to make Mangala work so badly that it would be really weird. I'm seeing things that they're saying Mangala out on loan. Company's not been horrible the the last few games. Yeah, no, he looks, he looks fit and back and great. Yeah. But, I mean, they spent 50 million pounds or tw- whatever, 30, well, I don't know, some fucking astronomical amount on Otamendi. <laughs> They're not going to put him on the bench. He's clearly better than Mangala now. The question is to me is, is Mangala and company? Company's all, I mean, he's the captain, but he's out, he's getting on in years. And Mangala's has the mad headbutt in him, and he'll get out of position and maybe get a red card sometimes. But I don't know how long company's going to be on that team, really. I don't know. Is it a changing I mean, of the for guard? For me, it's it's just if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Kind of right now for Pellegrini, like maybe he even had no say in Otamendi. Yeah, it could we have, have no idea, board. of course. But there's no fucking way in hell that he's breaking up this defense right now. No, of course not. Three cleans on and, the bounds. You know, you got to feel a little bad for Mangala because if he makes one mistake, he's just permanently cemented to the bench, probably. Yeah, I don't feel bad for him though because he kind of is fucking insane, and I don't know if he's worth the money. But they he never got a chance. Anyway. Like he, uh, he just he's gotten a lot of chances, dude. He's been playing consistently for them for a while because last year company was dead. He's been insane. He's insane. Like he's crazy. So he had one. One year of a decent amount of fixtures and three plus three games this year. Like, yeah. that's not really a chance for a defender. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, if you're coming into a top four side, not even yeah. a top, a, a side challenging the for the championship, truth. you better, per- yeah. if you don't fucking show that you're the, the beast. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, and so I mean, Autumn for them, are- obviously, the best thing about that is just Di Michaelis not showing his face anymore. So, yeah, at least good. they have depth now. Yeah, we don't have to watch Dean Michaelis anymore. Uh, yeah. So aside from that, Col- I mean, Kolarov had the hall. Like, you know, we've been talking about him for a while. He's uh. going to get him. Other big thing, Aguero. I mean, the captaincy fell. It-, it stung deep for both of us. We both had him captain. Those two chances he had those first half, I mean, oh my God. one of them right to Howard, the other just like when he's clinical, I mean, that's a brace in 15 minutes, actual. You know, and, and I felt I could hear my own voice from the last pod saying pretty much the same thing about the Chelsea match. It was like, if he's clinical, he had a hat trick, and he wasn't. And maybe that should have been alarm bells ringing in my head, like he's not quite in form or fit yet. Don't captain him, but I didn't do that. Yeah, no, it's tough. It's tough. And again, you know, we still have Kuhn this week. They're home to Watford, so it's a no-brainer again. So we'll get there. Um, Next thing to mention, we want to talk about the Bournemouth attack. They had the four goals against West Ham. They fucking hung them out to dry. They could have had eight goals. I mean, the amount of chances they yeah. had that they fucked up is astronomical. Callum Wilson had the hat trick, one off the pen. The one player I want to talk about, two players actually, Matt Ritchie, still without anything. I don't know, crazy. Max Gradle looks the business. He's really cheap. Gradle. We were high on him before he signed or right when he signed. He yes. looks like a really, really good option to me, Max Gradle. 
Oh my god, he's a real option. He's 6.0, so super cheap. Surely you have shitty-ass midfielders starting for your team that are worse than he is. Um, Lightning-fast winger. He scored 17 goals last year, which is obviously a lot for a winger. Um, He looks great. He had an assist, and then he got taken down for a pen, which is another assist in fantasy. You saw that, right, where he he stole it off of uh, Jenkinson? And he shoots. It's gorgeous. He shoots. he shoots a lot. Yeah, yeah, he gets in the box. He's, We've mentioned these kind of types of players. I wish I had like a better word for them, but he's like the Mane type player who's just, he's alongside the striker. He's not a, he's not a winger giving width. He's a winger cutting in. Cutting in it yeah. seems like that's, yep. the, that's the trend nowadays is to have one winger who's yeah. cutting in trying to score yeah. and one winger yeah. providing width. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Bournemouth attack. Callum Wilson, he had a, he, the hat trick again. He's emerging as the Charlie Austin of this year. I mean, he's 5'6 now. I think he went up 0.1, but the stats are there for him. He's getting touches in the box, et cetera, but I'm, I don't know. I, I watch him. I'm still just like, he has that donkey cape. He, he looks like a donkey to me. I'd rather go Gradle. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not so sold on Callum. You can't be. I mean, he, he, he blanked in two games, and no one said a fucking word about him, and then he had a hat trick, like... Yeah, Gradle seems like he's just class and quality. Like I'd rather have Gradle as my fourth. I think fourth Gradle mid. was their the highest transfer in Bournemouth history, and that this is why. Yeah. Okay. But again, I mean, Cal Wilson. If you're if you're like we were doing our MT earlier, if you have a five six Zarate who's not playing, Cal Wilson clearly the best five five option out there right now. I mean, Boyan's still not playing. Like who knows where where is everything's gonna go, but. Off the hat trick, they have some good yeah, fixtures. Yeah, I mean, my brother Cal has in is fine. Bamford. My yeah, brother well, has Bamford yeah, for some reason. Yeah. I was just like, well, yeah. what are you looking at? Like, Cal yeah. Wilson just had a hat trick. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so, Stoke, a little talking points with Stoke. Jardon came in. Obviously, we're insane about Jardon Shakiri. We think he's the best thing since sliced bread. He had the assist, a <laughs> couple of bonus points. A really nice set piece. He's just going to get there. He's got to build match fitness still. He looked a little unfit to me towards, like, second half. Yeah, he dwindled. Yeah, but he's fucking class, and he's going to be great. Diouf, though, is, is surprising me with his returns, because last year, last year, almost last year, similar to Gomis, who obviously everyone knows my feelings about Gomis, he was, Diouf was just fucking up chances that he should have been burying. He was having mm-hmm. headers, clean headers that he was just over the bar, side of the bar, just like little tap-ins that he was fucking up, almost Soldado-esque. But this year, he seems to be a little clinical. I'm, I'm starting to turn opinion on Diouf a little bit. Six five. I don't know. He's gotten good returns so far, and they have good fixtures. I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind Diouf right now. Yeah, the thing with with him for me is, and I actually had him written down as a note also, is that I still think he's bad at football. Not gonna lie, just like put him on a pitch, and he will stand out as a bad player. But I think Stoke have gotten so much better and so much more positive under Hughes and Shakiri add, adds to that to just more firepower behind them. And he's so far and away the only striker on the team who no one else will ever play. Like, Crouch will play 10 minutes max per game. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. he's going to keep getting bundles of chances versus anyone. Yeah. And for that reason, he might keep scoring them. Yeah. And again, at 6-5, that's a great price. So, yeah, do you for someone to Yeah, I mean, consider? if he heads three headers directly at the goalie, but he gets five headed chances in the box. Like, 
he's going to score one. Yeah, and I'd rather have him than, like, Mom, uh, Sacco on West Ham or someone like that. So. Or Barahino yeah. or something, yeah. And again, Jared on again, he's a great option. I mean, at seven, he's going to start ticking over, and their fixtures are good. So if you have a spot for him, go for it. Yeah, we'll uh, last, last thing to touch on before we move on to cleans and captaincy. Midfield has been really confusing this year, I think. Um, a lot of the premium midfielders are not performing. There have been a lot of new signings to the league at mid-price midfield options who have mm-hmm. really came out of the gates firing. So mm-hmm. just an interesting thing to me to think about is just how many premium options do you need? How many 10-plus players are there really worth having? To me, I'm looking at the list, and I see Aguero as the absolute essential must, the only essential player in the game. Next to him, you're looking at Alexis, Costa, and Silva to me. They're the only 10 million-plus price players who I would even consider having. There are, everyone seems to be le- like around 9 or less. The midfield options at 7.5 or less, there are so many. You have IU. Paye, Shakiri, Max Gradle, as mentioned earlier. Even someone like Punchin, he's gotten a couple assists. Mm-hmm. There are so many mid-price midfield options and so few premium options that you really need to have. It makes me turn my eye more towards defense and thinking that in the past where you want to have 4.5, 4.0 defenders everywhere and just squeezing as many premium attackers as you can have, if you can get a bunch of 5-plus, five 5-5-plus five, five defenders, these mid-price midfield options, and just a couple of these 10-plus price players, you have a really fucking good team. And it seems like it hasn't been the type of structure, team structure that's been good in the past. But this year, because I think normally the new players that come in, like the Paez and the Shakiris, they price at this range, and then they just fucking suck. But this year it's different. I feel like those types of new players that are coming in, they've priced in that range, have been fucking awesome, and they're great, and they're going to be great. So there's a lot of value there. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really strong point. I mean, when you think about the new midfielders, the only new midfielders that are on the big teams, the big clubs, are really like Memphis, Firmino, and Pedro. Pedro. off the top of my head and they're priced much higher but all of the other you know teams that are six through ten your stoke your west ham swansea etc they're the ones who made the like sleeper good european proven talent buys in midfield and i think it's just because they're on those lesser clubs that they're being priced at seven you know imagine Liverpool signed Shakira, he would have been 8.5, just like Firmino, no yeah, question. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But we're getting bargains on all these guys because they're on Stoke, and yeah. I don't know, I guess FPL thinks that the average fan's not paying attention to Stoke, and we're getting bargain deal on Paye because no one knows anything about the French League and no one follows West Ham, but that's not the case. Um, people are quick to react and seeing the results, and, and they're just getting in the players who are putting up points, and you know, maybe that's why we're getting the good bargains on the yeah. guys. Yeah. So just just an interesting thing to think about when you're looking at your team structure, especially if you're looking at wild carding soon. Um, yeah, just keep it in mind. All right, so let's move yeah. on to captains and cleans and wrap it up. Yeah? Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right, clean sheets this weekend. Um, Chelsea home to Palace. Obviously, I'm a Palace supporter. I think we're going to blanket Chelsea. I don't love it. I don't, I don't really? love it after West Brom. I mean, 
The way I thought they were going to manhandle West Brom was similar to how Man City manhandled West Brom and just yeah. completely dominated the game, and West Brom just had no chance at scoring, and that just wasn't the case. Yeah, Palace yeah. is so good away from home and so yeah. vicious on the counter yeah. that I'm just terrified. Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously starting Ivanovic, but I'm, yeah, I'm not comfy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I, normally, I'm really high on Palace, but I just feel like this is just the kind of game that part is going to do something stupid and try and like out-tackle Mourinho. <laughs> And we're just going to blank. I just, I have a bad feeling. I don't know. As long as he starts Sako, you're not getting blanked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Let's go. Uh, city, uh, home city. To city home to Wofford is just the, the most no, no-brainer situation Yeah, possible. that's the obvious one. Yeah. Liverpool home to West Ham. That's kind of similar to last week when we were talking about West Ham home to Bournemouth. I'm going to mm-hmm. start Joe Gomez this week, obviously. Well, I think West Ham's going to score. I think Liverpool's going to concede finally. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable yeah. there at all. Like, Pai is so good on, on uh, set pieces, and they're going to look to prove a point after getting embarrassed by Bournemouth. And Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. feel comfortable there. Yeah, but again, if you have a Liverpool defender, you can't not start them really this week when they're home to West Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back, Villa home to Sunderland. What do you think about that game? Uh, I mean, Villa has been pretty solid. Sunderland seemed to mostly clean up last week. And they had Pentilamon made that one really, really yeah. good save yeah, on Gomez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it seems like they just had one second of lapse, of a, just a, a mental lapse, yeah. and that's when Gomez got in and got the one goal. But they yeah. really cleaned up, and it seemed like you know, O'Shea was probably the biggest yeah. reason why. Yeah. See, this is so, like the thing for me I'm thinking about with I have Coates. I'm like, Villa is a fucking bad team and they suck. Uh, this might be the kind of thing. Would it be mental to start Coates over Joe Gomez? Hmm. Yeah, that's mental. But I, that's the kind of <laughs> thing where it, on paper it doesn't make sense, but in my gut I'm just thinking West yeah. Ham's going to score. Villa sucks. Sunderland's away. I, I, it's, these, these are the kinds of things where it, it, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. it. I actually like it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Um, I mean, the reason... uh, Go ahead. It's it's a fucking toss-up, let's be honest. It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. What about Swansea United? Yeah, no cleans there. I think we're going to have some goals, finally. Swansea at home, they're going to be open. Who's going to score on United? I think it's going to be similar to the Swansea-Chelsea game, where it's just up and down. Yeah, but who's going to score for United? Memphis. I still have him. He's going to score half (laughs) Everyone knows that, Alon. Uh, I mean, I could see I could see a clean either way in that game. Yeah, I can't. I really I don't think can't either, see a clean there. I don't think either are consistent enough to to bank on them scoring goals. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a three-two game. Wow. Yeah, I'm feeling shootout. Soton home to Norwich. That could be another clean if he goes back to that five-three-two. Pulis park the bus. Yeah, that seems like a good shot for a clean. Yeah. I mean, Komen, like we've we've mentioned many a time, like he's going to organize the troops. He's going to he did last week. bring Cocker in. He's going to clean yeah. things up. And yeah. their focus last week was clearly to get a clean sheet, and they did the job. Yeah. Next will be to get Mane on the board, hopefully, for me, and then and, and keep it clean. Yeah. And uh, last, Stoke, home to West Brom. I, West Brom, again, I'm just... Still trying to figure it out because Pulis has not been Pulising that much. Um, and they're I the worst know. offense in the league. They, yeah, they, they did score a few, a couple last week. I don't know. 
But they also got held nil-nil to Port Vale today with mostly starters for 120 minutes. Yeah, dude. All right. James Morrison. I mean, he's either James Morrison hat-tricks or they're probably blanking. Yeah. All right, so clean sheets. <laughs> a little tricky this week. We had a couple, but overall... Yeah, it's kind of sure. shady this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, City's let's go the big to, one. Yeah, City looks good. So captaincy again. I mean, City, City home to Watford is just the most ridiculous banker you can imagine. If you have no three brainer. City players, you're very happy. If you have two, yep. you're, you're medium. If you have one, you're in, you're in trouble because that game could be <laughs> like the 7-0 to Norwich the other a couple of years back. Yeah, that could be a huge game. So the captain, I mean, there is only one option, and his name is uh, Sergio Cunaguero. Yep, and that's what we were saying all last week, and, you know, he blanked, and we're going to keep saying it because he's Aguero. Yeah, and this is the kind of thing where last week, less so, but if you don't have Aguero and you can't get him in on the free, take a hit right now and get him in and captain him because this is the kind of game where you could jump up 400,000 places because he had tricks or... Four goals. These are, these are the kinds of games, the three games they have home against promoted sides where you want to be Captain Aguero if he's fit. And if you don't have him, you don't want to hide behind that couch. So and You want to take a hit for it? <sighs> oh, absolutely. I would absolutely take a hit to get Aguero and to captain him against Watford home. No question wow. about it. That's the easiest hit I would ever take. Wow, that's big time, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, that I'm just, big, I'm, big so, time, I'm so convicted by that. It's just ridiculous. The only time I really feel yeah. comfortable taking hits are for a captaincy option, let alone the best player in the game against a promoted side at home. It's just a no-brainer. It's still early doors yeah, where Aguero yeah, yeah. isn't universally owned from the casuals because he only has one goal through three games. It's just you, you have to be captaining Aguero this week. You, you have to have him, and you have to captain him. Yep, that's fair, man. That's fair. I don't even want Who to else talk do you like? I like, I don't, uh, I don't like I anyone like else. Just get Aguero. You need Aguero captain this Oh, week. my God. Relax. Dude, I can't relax. It's time. Relax. It's fucking time. It's coon time. <laughs> and he's going to blank again. And uh, if he sad. blanks, I'm going to fucking throw my computer against the wall and we won't be potting anymore. Oh, no. The no, death I won't of do the pot. Too soon. I'll just Let's see. I mean, you got Costa. He's captainable. Yeah, Costa, not- for sure. Yeah. I mean, There's not obviously Mares are captainable at Bournemouth. That's not terrible. What? Mares at Bournemouth isn't bad. I would captain him. Yeah, Mares, it's like Kuhn is going to be my captain for the rest of the season, and Mares is going to be my vice for the rest of the season. Alexis at Newcastle, that's okay. It's okay. I don't know. Yeah. We don't like a ways. It's just City. It's just yeah. City and Chelsea. Yeah, They're just that's gonna it. Lay the pipe. Yeah. Yeah. But I would never captain, like, Hazard. Like, fuck off. Get Costa. Get Costa, captain him, because he could hat-trick. Get Aguero, because he can get five goals. <laughs> I don't know. Are five goal captains good or bad? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, so, what, are we finished or what? Do we have anything else left? Yeah, let's talk about our teams real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me. Good call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am sat around 550k this week. I am gonna yeah I'm going up slowly but surely. I'm gonna save my transfer this week. My main problems I saw Ivanovic who's gotten me such nice two points through three weeks, and mm-hmm. Balassi who has also gotten me a such nice two points through three weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, Memphis who's just been a piece of shit. I'm most likely leaning towards Ivanovic Balassi on the double switch next week to Shakiri and someone else good. 
But I yeah. could maybe keep if Ivanovich does something against Palace, maybe I'll get rid of Memphis and Balassi. But I mean, Balassi's got to go. His fucking dad died. He's a mess. He's probably not going to come back this week. His I hope his price doesn't drop again. I don't know. He's a disaster. Yeah, he's just a mess. Thank God. Party told me he was fit three days before the season started, and I chop and change my team. <laughs> to put him in. Like, thank you, thanks, thanks, Alan. Meanwhile, but, I went Balassi to Mara's the day before the yeah, season started. Yeah, I wish I did that, obviously. But yeah, yeah Balassi's the fucking first thing off my team next week. But also, don't forget international break next week. We have a couple weeks off, so having the two frees going into the international break feels good. So, I, like important. again, this is another thing. Like I could do Balassi to Gradle, someone I'm really high on, has a great fixture this week. But if I do that, I'll I'll be essentially playing him over Joe Gomez, who could keep it clean against West Ham. Like I don't know, but yeah. then I would only have one free transfer, and it would limit me because I would just I would still have Ivanovic, who I want to get rid of. I would still have Memphis, who if he blanks again, who knows? He doesn't look good. But I just want to be more conservative and just save it. I can play four three three, bench Balassi. Next week I have two frees after the two week international, and then I just have more transfers to impact my team for the for the medium term. So. That's my plan. I mean, I'm exactly. definitely saying and it. Also, with the two frees, that's really important is, as we talked about earlier, prices are rising and falling really, really fast. So over a two-week period of a break, who knows? Mars might go up 0.5 if he scores <laughs> yeah. again. They and change people, the other people are going to plummet. You need yeah. those two free transfers. You need that flexibility. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't, I don't think you need it. I just think it's a good, it's just a good bonus. To well, have. it's always good. Yeah, it's always good to have two frees. So, yeah, so that's me. Everything else looks okay. I don't know. Whatever. What about you? Um, I had a bad week. My first my first red arrow of the season, but I'm still sitting pretty at 46K. Um, sticking with my strike force, I have the same as you. I am Benteke, though. People are... I just need to bring up Gomis really quick because he's coming up often for is he going to keep it up should i transfer him out like that kind of shit like are you fucking crazy the thing about it when people say is he going to keep it up it's like same with maras do you think he's going to score 38 goals this year like fuck off and die do you think maras is going to have double digit hauls every game oh yeah definitely dude he's going to finish with like five thousand fantasy points (laughs) these fucking guys are three for three like Fuck off. Of course they're not going to keep it up. Like, how could they keep it up? No what one's ever that done mean? that. What does that mean? Exactly. What does that, what mean? does that mean? He's in a blank. They're going to be like, oh, thank God I didn't just get Mara's in. Like, I would have had that blank. Like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Get the players in. People the are, stats yeah, are exactly. good. That, but those, that's, very, that's the kind of pe- thing that people are rationalizing themselves into not getting these players. Because they're like, how, is Mara's going to keep up? He has 15 points, 10 points, 10 points. How many more double-digit games is he going to have? Like, he's not going to have 35 more. I promise you that. But just they're <laughs> fucking great. Like, get them in. It's stop being an idiot. Yeah, and people are t- saying to me with Gomis, like, oh, his fixtures turn for the worst, blah, blah, blah. Like, have you been paying attention yeah. this season? Like, home Everton at Southampton is not what we thought it was, maybe. Yeah, Home but Spurs how looks is, bad on paper, but that's not bad. He scored at Chelsea. Yeah, how is at Old Tra- How is yeah? How is at Stamford Bridge? Is that a good fixture? That's literally the worst fixture they have all year, and he scored. You could possibly have. What are we talking scored. about? He, he should have had a bra- penalty and scored. Yeah, he should have had a brace last week. Pantelimon had that nuts fingertip save. Gomis is scoring at will. People are saying, should I double on IU and Gomis? I don't know. They have a couple tough fixtures. What does one have to do with the other? Nothing. 
both are great. They're both fucking cheap as shit, and they're both going to yep. keep scoring. Get the players That's in good. because they're going to be good. Get the good guys because yeah. they keep being good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, uh, yeah midfield, I'm feeling good. Shakiri got me the assist. My, my, big, my big myth, fuck face, fuck is Mane, who mm. I was feeling so good. He was, they were in a 3-5-2. He was starting yeah, up top. I was like, come at the hour. This is Mane's time at Watford. Let's go. And then, I don't know, Watford just fucking taken out of the game, yeah. essentially, and he's hurt. They're saying hip, but other people concussion. think it's concussion. Yeah. But regardless, he's supposed to play next week. Yeah. He probably won't play in the Europa League on Thursday, Yeah. but he's yeah. supposed to play at the weekend. He's home Norwich, so I'm yeah. sticking with him. Yeah, you have not, to. Not going to overreact, yeah. Yeah, that was the thing. I was and like, then, Memphis yeah. fucking first. I it's like Liverpool play on the Monday night and United play the first game of the weekend, and I hate that. Memphis three pointer. Oh, what else is new? And I'm just looking yeah. at it like, why the fuck didn't I keep Mane? And then I'm just the whole weekend thing like yeah. Mane's gonna have a brace, Mane's gonna have a brace, and then he has a one pointer yeah, yeah, yeah. and he dies, and I'm like, wow, that worked out. <laughs> but did it work out? I don't know. Nothing worked out. Nothing basically. worked out. They're both fucking horrible, and I should have had Nathan Redmond. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. yeah Re- Redmond. We loved him. Yeah, well, yeah, he's going it well. Um, yeah, defense looks pretty good. I mean, Cedric. Thank God he finally got it clean. I wish I started Skirtle last week. I didn't. Yeah, Ivanovic is fucking myth central, but uh, I'm just waiting for him to turn around, or he's off my team. It's one thing. So I'm kind of in a similar boat on, to you. So. I mean, I'm looking at. I want to Mane, cut it on Ivanovic, last but game. holding tight for this week. Last game, of on, watching Chelsea play. Ivanovic was the normal as Puliqueta role. He did not get into the final third at all. Almost he had the instruction, don't move past this point. In the, which the is terrifying. As Puliqueta was actually attacking aggressively, which I don't know if I've seen as much as the past I've game. never seen that. But Ivanovic was very clearly shackled. I don't think he had a single overlapping run, maybe one, in the entire game. Like, I don't know if he just all of a sudden over the summer got old and fucking slow, but it's, I'm so, I can't wait to get rid of Ivanovic. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at his stats. They're way, way down. I mean, the touch, it's, it's bad. Uh, yeah. All right, so I think that's about it for the, for the episode. What do you think, Tuts? Yeah, I think so. I feel pretty good. We kind of sped through it, but we got a lot in, so we that's important. We didn't speed important. through shit. We're looking at pushing an hour, but I think everyone's going to have Woo-hoo. fun listening. <laughs> so again, okay, if so you want to yeah. have your team rated by mm-hmm. us on the pod, email mm-hmm. us at fmlfpl at gmail.com. And we're very active on Twitter at fmlfpl. Um, mm-hmm. Shoot us a tweet. I don't know what the fuck Twitter What is? How do you say about Twitter? Tweet us, is that right? <laughs> twat us. Twat, twat our dells. Twat uh, us, and we'll twat you back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I freak out on Twitter. I, I have my phone dies. So on the East Coast, game matches start at seven forty-five a.m. to like two thirty p.m. So, by the way, sorry I'm saying like so often. We've had two separate people complain about that, but it's just part of my vernacular. Yeah. Clearly, I think I've I done better. Stop. I want to hear. A, I want to hear. A, like a you did a lot better because yeah. I was every actively time trying I to not say it, it like and it so just much. flows out of my mouth. I'm like fuck, and I'm getting yeah. like really mad at myself, yeah, yeah. and I'm like sweating. 
Whoever those twi- whoever those twatters were that were telling us about the likes, yes. I want yeah. numbers or did I do better? Did I do worse? Because yeah. I was Give really thinking statistics. about it the whole time. Yeah, because I want to know where I'm at too because I feel like I'm really fucking up and I might just be hard on myself. Yeah, no, Regardless, no. I'm on Twitter all the fucking time. Walsh and I are texting all the time. My phone will die by noon every Saturday and Sunday. No question. But, yeah, hit me up. I mean, I answer questions, I freak out, I retweet news, all that shit. Yeah, and if you email us for uh, RMT and we don't do you on the pod, we'll, we'll hit you back with a few paragraphs. We'll we spend time yeah, on Yeah, we'll it. still give you an email, we'll give you yeah. thoughts. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Good luck aiming for We're going to have to figure out what we're doing for the international break to Todd's, right? Because we have two weeks. We might, we might push two weeks for the next episode. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. TBD. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll do... Yeah, we'll just be active on Twitter. We'll yeah. let everyone know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll see. But probably, probably we'll we'll give it a miss next week. We'll we'll do the following after the weekend. So, yeah, good luck this weekend, guys, and uh, thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye. Podcast Network.